Welcome to See We Do Have a Voice. I'm your host, Shelly Turner. Being diagnosed with breast cancer is where the discussion starts. Breast cancer doesn't care where you live. It doesn't care who you know, how healthy you are, how many initials you have behind your name, or what color your skin is. This podcast is a platform that will create discussion in order to help you find your story, your decisions, your information, and your understanding. Now let's get into it. Hi, it's Shelly again, and this morning my guest is Arnitra Jordan, and Arnitra Jordan is the project manager for Black Women for Wellness. Now, our guests in the past have all been breast cancer survivors, and Arnitra is not a breast cancer survivor, but she is an advocate for those freshly new diagnosed. She is an advocate to teach women that are diagnosed how to navigate and become advocates for themselves. So this morning, Anitra, thank you so much for taking the time out to come and let your heart speak to us because we want to hear from your heart because we're listening with your heart because the healing is there. You are a big component of healing, of what's being done in the community for African-American women. And fortunately, not just for breast cancer diagnosed, not just for breast cancer survivors, but the actual healing and the wellness of black women. Thank you, Shelly. I'm so excited to be here. So where do we start? Where I know because you got a lot. I you got a lot. I got a lot to say. So what do you want to talk Let's about? Let's talk first? about the wellness. Let's talk about the wellness because okay. we as black women sometimes don't take care of ourselves well. Okay, so let's uh, first talk about Black Women for Wellness. So Black Women for Wellness was started by six women back in the 90s. And our executive director name is Jan Robinson Flint. It started off as a reproductive justice organization, Mm -hmm. but we have different components. So there's a diabetes component of Black Women for Wellness. There's a breast health component of Black Women for Wellness, fertility for Black Women for Wellness, maternal health, because uh, the goal is to make sure that we take care of the whole Black woman. Exactly. And that's why I said the the wellness, the wellness for us as a whole. So I came to Black Women for Wellness about three years ago. And um, originally I was working um, doing the Reproductive Justice Conference and I would just host a month of breast health events. So our executive director said, I really want breast cancer to be talked about every single day Mm -hmm. because we're seeing more. And I don't want it to just be breast cancer. I want to talk women to talk about breast health. Exactly. And so I said, okay, so here we are. Three years later, we're still talking about breast health. So one of the things that we always talk about is being well and eating well. Correct. Uh, We are a vegetarian organization. So there's an inside joke because I say we are a vegetarian organization, but I'm not a vegetarian. (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm not preaching what I'm teaching, right? Right. But what I have learned at Black Women for Wellness is how to supplement maybe on Mondays, not have meat. Mm -hmm. We know that red meat, we're seeing that women who stopped eating red meat, um, if they were diagnosed with breast cancer, they always tell me, they say, you know what, I stopped eating meat and I noticed that I didn't need as much chemo or I didn't need Mm. as much. These are just conversations that we're having or I feel better. I feel healthier. So just, you know, for all of us, we have to learn how to incorporate. I'm not going to tell you not to eat the slice of cake, but Learn how to incorporate eating more vegetables, more fiber, more fruit. Leave the sodas alone. 
And um, <laughs> we're laughing okay. because okay. I have my Coke Zero on this table, y'all. Yeah. So, okay. <laughs> but just, you know, and, and every day changing a little bit, drinking yeah. more water. So we have a breast health card mm-hmm. that talks about your intake of water. Mm-hmm. And are you drinking your water? Mm-hmm. And how are you staying hydrated? One of the things that Every Woman Counts, because I um, teach classes for, at the Every Woman Counts program, wow. one of the things that they always tell us is, are you doing 30 minutes of moderate exercise? So I'd be like, oh. so what I did was I split my 30 minutes up. Mm-hmm. 10 minutes walking bullseye. Bullseye's my dog. So 10 minutes in the morning, 10 minutes at lunch, and then 10 minutes right before dinner. Just a little bit. Just a little, a little bit, bit to makes start. a big difference. Yeah, start. Because we have to be well enough. So even if you're not diagnosed with a breast cancer diagnosis, but mm-hmm. for any diagnosis, your body has to be well enough to fight it. Because we don't want to get just take medication and medication's not healing us. We Man, want to heal ourselves. Band-aid. It's just right. A it's just a band-aid. It's a money maker. Yeah. Um definitely. Prescriptions are a money maker. Yes, they are. So um sometimes you get a prescription, you're like, I don't even need this prescription if I just change. So, you know, I was told um people, you um women, men too, because men can get breast cancer. Mm-hmm. See what your doctor says, mm-hmm. but also see someone who is a naturalist. A herbalist, um, mm-hmm. someone who does alternative medication, and 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 try to do both together. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, follow your doctor's orders, but also see someone who does alternative medicine because you'll see that you may heal faster, mm-hmm. you may live longer mm-hmm. if you are into alternative medication. On the flip side, we've mm-hmm. had some guests here that are the perfect picture of health. Mm-hmm. Oh yes, the vegetarian, the Abbott exercise person, you know, the queen, right? Queen, what do you call those things? The jazzercise, all mm-hmm. those things. Healthy as healthy can get. And they get breast cancer. Right. Because we, we you and I had this conversation. Mm-hmm. Cancer is an equal opportunity employer. Absolutely. So sometimes it doesn't right. matter what you do. So it may not stop you from getting cancer, but it exactly. will help you heal quicker and heal differently from cancer. When you take care right, of your body. Right, when you take care of your body. Right. So um, one of the things that uh, you, I know you saw when they said if someone has COVID, if you're obese, mm-hmm. yeah. you're more likely to die from COVID. Exactly. So when you're not obese, when you are taking care of yourself, when you're eating mm-hmm. healthy, when you're actually nurturing your body, mm-hmm. then uh, you know your chances of succumbing to the disease or having to have harsher treatments decrease is not less likely it's just decreasing yeah and you know it's not really rocket science if you Mm -hmm. put dead things in your body that your body's not going to live right so if you want to you know keep eating red meat red meat chicken you know eating everything that's already dead but what do you expect what kind of life do you expect from your body right you all the things your intake if you're only dead right and there's a big difference and one day it was just I wanted to try this. I had beets. I think I had a green vegetable. And I think I had like a turkey meat or something for dinner just to see. Eight o'clock at night, I had more energy than I had the whole day. And it was just it was just common sense. And that's it is. You may be diagnosed with any disease. And if your body is healthy, your body's ready for the healing. Yes. But if you've got just this dead thing going in your body, then there's nothing to fight. And that's what I say. So, I, you know, um, one of the things I struggled with was mm-hmm. having um, 
green vegetables. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh my God, yes, you're like I a little struggled. kid. I was struggled. <laughs> so I have my green vegetables with my lunch and my green vegetables with my dinner. Mm-hmm. And I do this and I feel better. I can survive the day. It's I can so think obvious. clear. It's so obvious. Right. That and your so, body responds. Yes. And, and, and I struggle. I was like, ugh. How do I do this? Mm-hmm. But I know I have to do it so I can be are well. Are you kidding me? So are you yes. trying to tell me you're one, you don't make green vegetables for your children? I do. I make them for them. And I say, eat them. <laughs> I'm, the I'm not. But you do. This I'm is for mama. you, not for yes. me. Yes. yes. Yeah, because like I said, we've had some women on here that are the perfect pitch yes. of the hill. Yes. And, and you know, so um, breast cancer, breast cancer, any cancer, mm-hmm. equal opportunity employer. So that's um, why we say our motto is that, you know, cancer doesn't care about your skin color. No. Doesn't care about the initials behind your name, how much money, money you, you have, have. Bank, and who you know. No. Because now you know cancer. Yes. And this is a brand new introduction. And that's a beast. Yeah. This is a brand new introduction. But the whole, like, purpose of this platform is to let women know cancer is no longer going to be the loudest voice in the room. No. We're going to be the loudest voice because having you here today, it just validates. There's always more information. There's always more research. Yes. There's always education. There's always policy. Our executive director, she's big on policy. Right. What can we change at the government level, at the national level, at the federal level, Mm -hmm. at the state level, so that women, black women, can have the information survive and, and have, have the, the information, information and have access to resources exactly. because some people live longer mm-hmm. because they have the access to the resources if you don't know it's been made available right if you don't know you can't get the help if you don't have the correct insurance mm-hmm. not everyone has good insurance you talk about that because that's a key i mean versus having an insurance that you go see your oncologist. He says, "Okay, well, we get we have to get approval for your radiation. Right. You have to get and a it's referral six later. Yeah, you got to get a referral to get you know your lung checked. Mm-hmm. Well, we're going to do the biopsy, but we need your insurance to prove you know approve. And then your insurance deny it. And the people who are denying our medical doctors is just some random person who got a job. And then you have to wait to get the denial. Right. And then you have to go back and appeal the denial. And you're sick. And you might not feel well enough to do that. Do you have someone at home? Do you have a caregiver who can help you? Or do you guys understand the medical terminology that um, is is being talked to you because it's talked to you or exactly. at you? That's right. And do you understand that medical terminology? So that's where we come in at. We are here to break down the medical terminology for mm-hmm. you. We are here to provide you with resources. We are here to provide you with resources on how to help the healthy body. Mm-hmm. We're here to provide you with resources on um, drinking more water, mm-hmm. resources on support groups. Mm-hmm. Um, what if you are a caregiver of someone exactly. that has breast cancer? You might not be. you got more caregivers right now than you've ever had. Right. Ever had. Because people are living a lot longer. and But people are getting sick, too. And people are getting you know, sick, and, and they're living a lot longer from these diseases. So you might be a caregiver. How does the caregiver take care of themselves when they are exactly. pouring all their energy exactly. into someone else? Exactly. So that is what uh, is on the website. And mm-hmm. um, we our program is called Keep in Touch. Mm-hmm. And we have a full website that has all the different resources. Mm-hmm. And if we don't have the resource, you can email me. And, yeah, and you know where to get it. Yeah, and I know where to get it from. 
we also need to talk about clinical trials. It was on my lips. <laughs> because black folks don't participate in clinical trials. Well, they don't really get the information either. They don't get the information, but we also ask, and they be like, ah, and they start bringing up Henrietta Lacks and the mm-hmm. experiment, yep. et cetera. And I understand. Of course. That we've been experimenting on. But we, we haven't been educated about clinical trials We need trials to be either. educated about clinical trials because I was looking at a drug mm-hmm. one time and I saw, and I was just looking at the results, and it said that. They had tested it on 72 white men, Mm -hmm. four black women, about 100 white women, and then it was another race. And there was no black males that they had tested this medication on. So what happens is if we don't get in these clinical trials, we don't know the effects that certain medications Mm -hmm. will have on blacks. Because we're different. Because we're different. We are different. And that that's right. We are wonderfully made first. and we are different. But we're different. Everybody's and DNA is different. different. So that's why right. they test you. They identify you with your DNA. But you need to be healed, you know, per your DNA. Right. And not based on white men tested for a black woman. My, so, yeah. My whole thing right. with clinical trials is it's just data, mm-hmm. especially when it comes to African-American women with cancer. Mm-hmm. It's like. Let's keep it a secret. We know her her cancer is aggressive. Aggressive. And we're not going to tell her she may not make it, but we're going to offer her a clinical trial. We're going to get it approved for her insurance because we need the data for this clinical trial at the stage she's in and how is it going to affect her cancer at that stage. We know she's not going to make it, but we just want to see. We need the data. So now we have additional data. Oh, we're sorry she didn't make it, but now we have the information about this clinical trial. So... I understand when you say there are women that back away from it mm-hmm. and that are afraid of it because they don't get the whole data. And just like you say, there may be 10 clinical trials for your stage of breast cancer. For what You may have a HER2 you know, positive, positive HER2 because negative, my third right. diagnosis was a HER2. And it's like, well, who is she? Mm-hmm. You know, where does she come from? But And my surgeon quickly said, but Shelly, there are clinical trials out there. I was like, no, I'm out there because I'm not doing it. And I didn't do it because I was afraid. I was just done. After the first and the oh, second time, I was done. And I didn't want to do something that I, it was told to me, well, you'll have to do a more aggressive chemo because it's the third time we treat it more aggressively because it's come back three times. But with this HER2, you will be in on, on an additional chemo Medication. for a year after that that will affect your heart. But after you finish taking it, your heart should come back to normal. I don't go, I can't do should. I can't do, it's a possibility. I can't do, well, let's just see how it works. I'm not doing it. So when you talk about a clinical trial, it's hard for black women to sit down and just really resonate that they're getting all the information because they're not really honest about clinical trials. So here's my question for you. Are you willing to do it for your, for the next generation? So, so, so no, we might not survive that clinical trial. But if we have the data, it might save someone in the next generation. So we also have to look at black women mm-hmm. are more likely to get breast cancer at a younger age. Exactly. At a later stage and a more aggressive. Because we're not even going to the doctor. We're not going to the doctor. We put everyone in front of oh, ourselves. We know that. Yeah. We we had that conversation. No, we do that. And we and we also have to continuously think about our children, our grandchildren, our nieces, our nephews. Are we willing to get in clinical trials so that they don't have to go through the same things that we went through? 
It's just like with the civil rights movement, right? Yeah. So yeah. are we are willing, willing to do that? Right. So that the next and they generation were willing to do that. And yes. this is where we are because they did yes. that. I won't say that everyone needs to participate in clinical trials, but can we at least start educating ourselves about clinical trials? Can we start asking doctors? Yeah. Um, there's a doctor over at Long Beach Memorial having her in here to talk about her work, working with black women mm -hmm. and getting them in clinical trials mm -hmm. and, you know, and, and research because for the future generations. For the future generations. So That's those hard. are conversations. That is a hard question. Yes, that we need to have because, mm -hmm. you know, we're only here so long. And do we want our next generation to go through the same things that we went through? So mm -hmm. at Long Beach Memorial, they mm -hmm. do have a, it's called Pathfinder, I believe, and don't quote me on this, but I think it's $10,000 if you get the test done because it's not covered with insurance. They're providing it for free right. over at Long Beach Memorial. And if the test says that the cancer is dormant, then we know what to do and they know how to treat you early. I've had some nodules in my lungs that have been dormant even before my first diagnosis in 98 Right, that are still just dormant. Right. Just like you said, people have them and they're just they're just hanging out. Yes. And so we need to know this. And so she one of the things that um, Dr. Stipek told me was she said, we don't have enough people, people of color. Mm -hmm. And she said, and this is free. So we have to make sure that even if you don't want to participate, that we listen. Or get the and, education. And get the education. Because one of the reasons why so many people die from breast cancer is mm -hmm. because we don't get educated. No, we don't. We say, I'm not doing that. They're putting that chemo in my body. That's the devil. <laughs> oh, yeah. All. You got myths that run, you know, run a rabbit. Uh, yeah. And, I, and I'm like, so at least take the education. Sleep on it. Yeah. Don't make the decision. But see, just like you said, the decision is made with more information. Patient. But the environment that they get the information, I just can't right. go to a doctor's office. So we office. have to educate doctors on how to talk to us. Or, and we need to see people who look like us as doctors. Or you being the project manager, mm -hmm. you know, of such a vast group of wellness for women, create an atmosphere mm -hmm. where you have a doctor that comes and it's a more relaxed atmosphere where you can at least, the retention might be a little different versus you being in your doctor's office and this man or right. this woman just going at you, well, you should do this. Create the environment. Where so January seventeenth, here she goes. She January seventeenth, twenty twenty four. We will be talking about this clinical trial okay. Pathfinder at okay. nine a.m. Pacific time. It's a Zoom link, and I, I will add you to the calendar invite. And it's for anyone who wants to come mm -hmm. and find out about clinical trials, has mm -hmm. questions, and you can ask. And we wanted we we didn't want to meet in person. We wanted to go on Zoom so that okay. everyone has access because okay. that's another barrier. Of course. Everybody can't get down to Long Beach. Yeah. So everyone has access. So whether you live on the East Coast, mm -hmm. whether you live in Alaska, you have access. You're on Zoom. You can mm -hmm. see Dr. Stipek. You can look at her. You can mm -hmm. ask her your questions. You know, our meetings are only an hour. Mm -hmm. However, you can we can stay on longer oh, sure. if you have more sure. more you You're know available. More questions. I mean, the availability is right. important too. Yes. So if you have more questions, you might not want to ask in front of the whole group, right? You know, or you might want to send her a private message exactly. and say, "Can we talk tomorrow?" Yes, that that yes. works. And availability is also important. Yes. So it's like. Creating that atmosphere mm -hmm. where you feel that you're a part of it, mm -hmm. that you're being talked to. And just like you said, not talked and heard. At. Yeah. And heard. And somebody's responding to you in a way that you understand. But if you don't, you feel comfortable and say, can you say that again? Yes. And that's the one of the main objectives we as black women going to the oncologist 
dealing with breast cancer diagnosed for the first time, we get caught up in just the lingo the and the language yeah. and the way they sometimes, not everyone, but the way certain ones talk to us. And that's why I said we talk about on the show before about the the racism in oncology mm-hmm. and you, the racism at the doctor's office. You, I have some stories and it doesn't exactly. have anything to do with breast cancer, but the racism overall, at maternal health all, all across mm-hmm. the board. They discount us as being someone who doesn't have questions. Dumb. Yeah. We're not, you're going to dumb us down in the conversation because you're not going to let us talk. Right. You're not going to answer our you're questions. You're not as smart as me. Yeah. And I'm the doctor and okay, I'll see you in two weeks. It's like, well, wait a minute. One of the suggestions I always tell anyone, anytime they go to the doctor, have your journal, write your questions out. We talk out, about that. We talk Take about someone that. with you. We and if you that. can't speak, let them speak talk and then write that. down the answers. Because you're not going to remember. You're not listening anyway. You just and it's going to take one right. word that's going to shut you all the way down. Right. We have, it's called Taking Stock, mm-hmm. and our Taking Stock program is we are trying to get black women to become natural and eliminate the chemicals in their hair and skin products. So our Taking Stock program is if you qualify, you can get free hair products. You can get two visits with a natural hairstylist. And you will get $150 compensation in gift cards. Can can I sign up? You can sign up. <laughs> I don't do any of that. I don't. Well, it's I've just never liked makeup. I've just never liked. So it's not for makeup. It's for our hair. But really. I'm just saying, I this this is I cut my hair in the two times in breast cancer diagnosis that my hair you know just fell on the ground. I could care less. Right. In the first diagnosis, my husband at the time was like, oh, I'll just buy you a really expensive wig. wig. Well, I can't, can't, can't wear a wig. She mm-hmm. can't wear a wig. And I just went to my mother's scarf bin and pulled them out. Mm-hmm. So I am so about that naturalism. You yes. know, it's just And us embracing it. it. And I so we want to, yeah. we're looking at the correlation between mm-hmm. chemicals mm-hmm. And, and breast cancer. Yeah. It's with um, Oxy Occidental College. Mm-hmm. And what we're looking at is if we decrease the amount of chemicals that we put in our body, will mm-hmm. it decrease black women being diagnosed with breast cancer? And that's another question. Yes. And that is a question because um, we all know we use 105 chemicals during the day. Yes. Um, I'm, yes, you, yes, you put, yes, yeah, yes, I'm, yes. Every time you reapply your lip gloss, every time you put and your... You know, okay. And, and all the hair products okay. to make okay. your hair look good, as they call it. Okay, but let me just ask you this question and mm-hmm. tell me what you think. I have a friend that I went to high school with, mm-hmm. and she died of cancer. Mm-hmm. No cancer in her family, but she was a heavy makeup user. Heavy, heavy. The parabens from makeup could have been lipstick environment. always, you know, the lipstick is going to show up before you show up because it was always lipstick. And I used to wonder, all the, that chemical, the ingestion of whatever that lipstick was, whatever all that makeup was, and you just said, would it have been a cause of cancer? Because she had a cancer that was rare. You know, they'd like to use that word rare when they don't know. And... <laughs> It was, she just had a lot of makeup. You know, she mm-hmm. wore a lot of makeup. And because of the it lipstick, I wonder. Yep. And we don't know what they're putting in this makeup. Yeah. That's we don't what I mean. know we what really they're putting don't know. in our, 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 the chemicals in our hair. We don't know Mm-mm. when um, it's sold and when we're cooking it in the kitchen and it's mm-hmm. vegan and then we sell it to these national brands, what they're putting in to hold it because now we're mass producing it. And they're marketing it the way they can sell it. Right. And so mm-hmm. it's important to 
you know, look at the ingredients that you're putting in your skin. Mm-hmm. It's important to know what the environment looks yes. yeah. uh, like. I love that part. Your environment, you know. Because it has something to do with, especially like we all talk about, if there's no cancer in your family. Right. And there's no cancer gene in anybody. And it could have been the environment she's in. Um, and that's I've what I had mean. people who told me, well, we lived, you know, on top of um, a uh, trash recycle and they didn't know mm-hmm. when they sold them the house. But it's and then everyone out of got the ground. Right. It's seeping out of the ground. And everyone got this rare cancer. So, mm. you know, that's an environmental factor. So um, sometimes everyone, they want to say, oh, we don't know where cancer comes from. It's just mm-hmm. something in your DNA. It could be it's an environmental, environmental factor. Yeah, I, I believe that's strong. Yes. Really it could be that. the water you're drinking. It could be a lot of things. Yes. So we have to look at all of that. Mm-hmm. Those are the conversations. And, you know, and those are things you need to share with your doctor. Mm-hmm. Like I live here and I mm-hmm. found out that I live on top of a wasteland. I live on top of a landfill. Yes. Someone else told me a story about that they worked in a small building mm-hmm. and they said they think the building because the building had fungus in it. Oh, please. And they <laughs> and they a... didn't realize it until they knocked the building down. And there so, was all the fungus. Yes. Black black mold. mold. And and but they said it was a they were they weren't calling it black mold. They had named the fungus. So imagine <laughs> you've been in this building for twenty five years. Charlie or Bob right, or Sue, right. And someone naming a fungus. Mm. So those are those are the conversations that we need to have. Go back and look and mm-hmm. say, where have I been? What am I using? Yes. What can I change? And when you have black women that have worked in factories all their, all their lives, lives and, and then don't all know of a sudden they do. die at the end of right. the lung cancer mm-hmm. is like and the, they've never smoked. Yeah. So it's like yeah. recently, I think a news article, they talked about a cancer vaccine a vaccination mm-hmm. for cancer. Mm-hmm. Now, is that on the horizon or is that something that they've been hiding all this time? Is, you know, where are you with that? So we, I only know of mm-hmm. one vaccine mm-hmm. for cancer and that's for HPV. And you okay. get that when you're in between nine and now they're saying you can have it all the way up yeah, to the our age kids of 45. Yeah, we yes. had our, our kids had that. Right. So HPV. Other cancer vaccines, I'm sure that they're going to have. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I say in 200 years they have a vaccine for everything. But or once they have again, it already. Or they have it already yes. and maybe only the rich are, are getting access to it. And maybe but- <laughs> not either because the rich can pay for more medication for the big farmer than a lot of people can. Right. But, you know, a specific breast cancer Okay, vaccine. so I don't know anything right. about that. I've never read about that. Okay. But that doesn't mean that it's not in the works. And that doesn't mean that one day um, there, you know, I'm sure people who have polio never thought yeah. that they were, yes, that there would be a vaccine for polio. So it may be. Mm-hmm. It may be in the horizons. Hopefully it is in our lifetime. Mm-hmm. But it may be a hundred years from now, and then so. who will who will it be available for? Uh, right? Who will and who will it benefit? Because yeah. it was it tested on exactly. everyone? Was it tested on African Americans? Was it tested on Black women? Was it tested How on did, who makes that Asian decision? Americans, yes. uh, who, Latinos? You know who makes the decision? Right. As usual, who gets you know to get the icing on the cake? We're going to give everybody a piece of cake, but we only have icing for a few. Yes. So. All these things are up in the air, mm-hmm. and I really hate that we don't govern our own bodies in that aspect because we don't know what they have. And when we find out what they have, our hands, 
you know, we raise our hand. Right. Well, where is it for us? You yes. know, are we going to be available? Are we going to or is this going to be, again, another clinical trial? trial? Or has there been a clinical trial for this vaccination? So a lot of times you can read up on medications. Mm-hmm. So I always go to the medication, mm-hmm. their website and I read and then I join groups. Right. So That's I will talk. join a group right. and see who has already taken this medication. Mm-hmm. What were their side effects? Uh, Facebook is awesome at joining mm-hmm. groups. So you can go and join a group and people will give you the real deal. And so I will do it all the time for even for medicines. Like if they prescribe me something and I'm like, wait, let me see what this is. Yeah, what is it? Right. What is this? And what's the side effects? Because mm-hmm. I read the long paper that the doctor gave me with oh, all the yeah, side sure. effects. Yeah. But that was just 102 other side effects. What are people what really yeah. saying what, what about really this? Do? And what did it really do? Because when five people say the same thing, it happened. So I just I'm sorry. I always look at all you do is Google it. Google's amazing. Google. Uh, you can do anything on Google. Social media queen. Yes. So I said, let me go on Google. Let mm-hmm. me join a group. Right. And let me ask my questions to the group. Mm-hmm. They all, they they never fail me. They never fail me. So that is another resource is to mm-hmm. go and join a group, especially. So if you, you are a breast cancer survivor and you want to know about the effects of tamoxifen mm-hmm. on Facebook, there is mm-hmm. a tamoxifen group. They will tell you everything uh, that has happened. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and so and you'll find other resources. The thing is that we can't keep all the knowledge to ourselves. Mm -hmm. We all have to make sure Mm -hmm. that we are giving everyone the education, providing all the resources to everyone, talking about our journeys. And when we talk about documenting our journeys, because when we do that, we help the next person heal. But the key to all that is that you want it, Mm -hmm. that you pick up your phone, that you just ask one person. And if they don't know, they'll find out. Somebody else will know. Yeah, but you have to be that advocate. That's like you said in the beginning of this show. You teach people how to advocate for yourself because you have to. Right. Because no one's going to speak to your situation. For you. For you, like you understand it. Right. And I always tell people, I say, Cancer doesn't have to be a death sentence. There are so many um, new technologies, medications, All the time. treatments. All the time. Every day they're rolling out something new. Mm-hmm. But you have to speak up for yourself. You have to be That's an advocate. Where you you get have it. to be willing to hold the conversations. There's some people yes. who tell me, I don't, I have cancer. I don't want nobody to know. That's and, crazy to and, me. And I'm going to keep it all in. Yeah. And I'm mad. I'm mad at you. I didn't do nothing. But next I'm mad at you know, the next person. At funeral. Right. Because if you had have just talked about it, if you had have went to the groups, and you don't have to tell everybody. I understand when people yeah. say, when I walk in a room, I don't want to be known as cancer. I mm-hmm. want to be known as such and such. So that's fine. We thrive. But, Yes. You know, after the diagnosis and you may have, you know, the stage one, two, three, four. It may be spreading throughout your body. Might be metastatic. Yes. But, you know, the healing is within yourself. Yes. And, you know, if you can't keep that and, you know, so that might mean that, okay, well, you might not want to talk to our group. But the group is fun. That group, oh, they, you know. They they some fun women, uh, so you might <laughs> wow. <laughs> so you might not want to talk to our groups that we have, right. but let we have some therapists yes. that we can recommend. And it can to be you. private, but right. don't let it be so private that you don't want to speak one word about it. Let right. it be private between you and somebody that you trust. Yes, because you're going to need to trust somebody with your diagnosis, with your emotion, your mental, and your physical being at the time you're healing. 
but but no, you have a fair chance. You have a hundred percent chance. Yes. And it may and it may not work. Nobody is ever going to tell you, oh, everybody lives that's been diagnosed with cancer, because that's not, not true. That's not true. But you can have a quality of life. Right. And you can have resources. Yes, they we, give you that quality. Yes, we can find you a bra. We can get mm-hmm. you a wig if you want to wear a wig. <laughs> we can get you some skincare. Um, I, I, you know, we could tell you about biotin because right, I'd be right. like, I never even had cancer before, and I know how to mix and mm-hmm. mix up the concoction and, yeah. and get you well better than probably the doctor. Exactly. But but we, we ask for that there. help. Ask for the help. Ask and you know, one of the things that we are we will be working on in 2024 is putting together a resource mm-hmm. guide for women who are newly diagnosed, yes. who had breast cancer, who um, just want to know how they can paint their nails and, you know, providing toxic-free mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and finding toxic-free nail products, right. toxic-free mm-hmm. lipstick, because mm-hmm. lipstick is the biggest thing that I'm always asked about. Yeah, that's, that's a thing. Women want lipstick. So I always, um, mm-hmm. I have a friend who all of her cosmetics, they're paraben-free. Okay. Her name is Nakia Fuller. And so I always recommend, I say, go there and get you. And, and a lot of women ask red lipstick. I'm like, okay, they want red lipstick. I so I would say, go to her lipstick. and get your red lipstick because we want to also be able, I don't want to take the beauty because that's mm-hmm. their, that's what defines them prior to their breast cancer diagnosis. And, and now they're doing something different. Right. And they're bald now. And right. it's like, nobody loves me. My husband's looking at me crazy. Yes. And or like, they might be missing a breast. Yeah. Or, yes, you know, or they might yes. be missing two breasts. We don't know. I'm so. Good. So, yeah, so we want to make sure that we still keep them beautiful. So making sure that you still have those, be- just making a list and saying, you can go here and get you some lipstick. You can go here if you want to wear a wig. Our clients say, we're not, we're, I'm not wearing a wig. Well, what can we do to help you decorate your head? Yeah, some get people you get, get a bow, yeah. you know. So yeah. what can we do to help you? And what can we do to help you nurture yourself until your hair grows back to your skin. And then, you know, sometimes, mm-hmm. let's keep it real, sometimes the hair grow back in pieces and patches. Yes. And you don't get it all back. Yes. And then there you are angry er mm-hmm. and a little depressed yes. because you have a few strands on one side. At the top, it's, it's like matted to your hair. And on this side, you have nothing. Right. So cancer changes your life. Yes. And you need to know that How your life, yes, your life will never be that the change. same. Yes. And even if all your hair comes back and you didn't have a mastectomy or you had reconstruction, you have these perfect breasts, you're living your life, you will always be a cancer survivor. And you and you always have to um, hold those conversations and mm-hmm. you always have to take care of yourself. So yes. now you got to go back and get a mammogram maybe every six months. That's right. And we need to talk about that. We need to talk about free resources such as mammograms. Where can I go get a free mammogram if I don't have health insurance? Really? And one of the questions that um, I get a lot is... People will say, well, I have health insurance. Mm-hmm. However, even though don't pay it's supposed this. to, yeah, a, your mammogram's supposed to be free, yeah. they're still paying a $150 copayment because they had to see the doctor and the Specialist. doctor has to refer them a to a mammogram. They yes. can't refer themselves. So I always tell them, you can go to Long Beach Memorial, you can go to St. Mary's Medical mm-hmm. Center, mm-hmm. you can go uh, to Watts Health Foundation. You can go these at UCLA, USC, and mm-hmm. you, you can self-refer yourself. You can call the Every Woman Counts program, mm-hmm. and the Every Woman Counts program will give you three clinics that's in your area. You can call me and say, do you like this clinic? Do you know yeah. the people who well, work here? Yeah. And I can say, uh, let's maybe, maybe go not. to this one. Yeah. And, yeah. and you know, because we all know, and it's with every organization, some people don't give us 100%. They don't give us 110%. They don't give you what they know, and that's right. what you want. You want somebody to give information that they know, not We they want heard. somebody to 
come in who cares about you from and the get-go. And will give you what you know. I mean, yes. I know this information work. I know this resource is proper, you know, right. adequate for what you're looking for. I know this resource is there just for you. Well, not, oh, I heard. Right. You know, may, maybe this will work. You know, yes. maybe you should call them. I really don't know. Well, that that doesn't work. I'm not calling you yes. for that. So we make sure. And I tell and I always say I'm always available. Mm hmm. Call me and I will let you know if I think you should go to the clinic. Yeah. So, um, you know, the Every Woman Counts program. There are so many free resources and it shocks me at the people who don't know about the free resources to don't. keep living. They don't. To take care of yourself, to be proactive instead of having to be reactive. But it's like, how do we get the information that is so important just out there like a billboard? You know, and your right. doctor is not going to always be the source. We know that. Your friend may not be the source, not because they don't want to be. They don't know either. They don't know either. Your family may not know. Yeah, because it's like, you know, right. we still deal with those myths. It's like, well, how did you get cancer? Well, we're leaving because, you know, cancer is contagious. Oh, it's like ooh, I hear stupid, so stupid, stupid, many stupid. stories and stupid, I'm like, stupid, huh? Stupid. So one, you can follow Black Women for Wellness on, mm -hmm. on um, you know, uh, our email address is www.bw wla.com um, yes i'm trying to think um that's our website our mm -hmm. and you can also you know i always tell people i say google it a lot of people come up mm -hmm. and then mm -hmm. call somebody and ask them there's so many groups now mm -hmm. there are so many groups out there that will and they will get you the information and you just need to be a part right of it. and you need to call them and ask right. them and you know and everyone's going to keep your information confidential because mm -hmm. a lot of times people will tell me well, I'm concerned that they probably use my story or, you know, I haven't shared it with my family yet because yeah, I don't want to yeah. shock them. So, you know, they can call our office. They can call Virginia Martin has uh, my sister, my friend, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, which is Antoinette Greer. Um, there's my sister's network. There's my sister's keeper. Pastor Rhonda has Celebrate Life. There's all these different cancer organizations. Right. You can call them and they will get your story mm -hmm give you the resources and keep it confidential. Because I understand if you haven't told your five-year-old that you have cancer because you're waiting on after Christmas, et cetera, I understand that. And then what that. do you say to a five-year-old yes. to make sure they understand There's just some what books out about. there that we can give yeah. you that, that shows you how See, to that's what I mean. have the conversation you, with you your are, child. In this conversation, you are more than a resource. You are just advocating that there is Way more. Right. You know, in the Bible, God says, I will do much more than this. Mm -hmm. And that's what you have taken on. Much yes. More, more than this. Than this. <laughs> yes. And that, I mean, it's there. Mm -hmm. It's available. And it just has to be communicated. Yes. You know, in churches and not just October. That's what just really gets me. Breast cancer Breast is 365 day. days Every a single year. day. And, you know, even um, I always say, so we're, that's one of our biggest um, when we meet on January 17th, because we're bringing back our monthly calls, is making sure that that's everyone has thing. the same that's resource and is shared. And I tell mm -hmm. people, share the information, share the information, share the information. Mm -hmm. We have a brunch club. At my brunch club, I put the, the, this is what we made this month. It's there. This, take this home with you. Don't, please don't throw it away. Give it to somebody else. Give it to somebody in the market. Give it to somebody in the laundromat. Give it to somebody at brunch. But the information is there. I have a question. You're going to mm -hmm. be embarrassed. I'm going to ask you this, but I'm going to put you on blast. Okay. Do you still make that peach cobbler? Yes, I still make the peach cobbler. <laughs> <laughs> but I, but I be using Splenda. <laughs> I went to an event in Long Beach uh -huh. and I saw peach cobbler. I was like, 
Yes, I still make the And I was like, well, I want everybody, you know, whoever's going to get some to hurry up and get some because I'm going to get some, but I'm going to take it home. Yes. But I don't want to be the first one at the table to cut the peach cobbler because it's 10 o'clock in the morning. So and we had peach cobbler at 10 o'clock in the morning. Yeah, she brought peach cobbler. I was like, I was like. Yes. And I don't cook often because I don't like to cook. But it was, so it was, it was, a, was a, kind of, it was a real different kind of peach cobbler. And I don't really like peach cobbler because mm -hmm. my grandmother was the only one who could make a peach cobbler that I would eat. This was a good, this was peach cobbler. And it, it was a request from one of the I, other and, survivors. And that's what you said, that you had, you had. I only did it. Said it to somebody that I made it just because somebody asked me. Because I yes. was like. We at ten o'clock in the morning, right? Not because I, right? Not because I like to cook. So it's an inside joke that I do pretty. not cook. It was really, I mean, it looked, it was, it looked perfect, mm -hmm. and it was real tasty. And I do not like to cook, and so I, I can't even tell you the last time I made a peach cobbler. But if someone gives me a request, I will do it. It, it yes. I mean, it was like it looked perfect. The crust was, and then I was double so, crusted. Look, see, she gonna tell I was herself. double crusted yeah, with lots of butter. <laughs> On that perfect note, <laughs> that, on that perfect nutrition level, yes. but it was good. In moderation, we it, had it in moderation. It was, I, it was like I made sure that I did, wasn't like I said the first one to get it because I didn't want to look like oh peach cobbler, mm -hmm. but I got it before I left. Yes, I had peach cobbler on the way home. Yes, yes, and and that, and those are the things you know we we want to tell people um, we don't want you to not live. Yeah, so it's in moderation. And you can't, and that's what I mean. Right. Don't stop living. Breast don't cancer. Stop living. Breast cancer is. You got to give it attention. Yes. Because it needs your attention. You got to take care of yourself. Yeah. But don't lose your whole quality of life and, uh. and be so focused don't go on. extreme. Yeah, exactly. That's what I want to say. Don't ex go oh. way off to the left and way off to the right because then you'll lose your life. You'll lose yourself. You'll, exactly. You'll lose yourself. And you don't want to give that to cancer because cancer is already interrupting your life. Mm -hmm. And don't let it have your life. Right. That's not the goal. The goal is to... It's, it's giving you an awareness of yes. something and a test. Mm -hmm. And so you you have to know how to take the test. Because you're going to live different from right. that point on. You're gonna so you're preparing yourself. And I and I tell people all the time, I say, okay, so let's not focus on cancer. Let's focus on surviving. Mm -hmm. And not just surviving, but thriving. Mm -hmm. And um, let's survive. And let's think about um, that bucket list. Like, yes. what are all check the things? Off. Let's check off some things. Okay, so you got cancer. So in three months, what was it? Something and some people tell me I want to write a book. Mm -hmm. So now while you're in this cancer journey, write the book. Right. Write your heart. Right. Write the book. Write the book. Some people tell me, oh, well, I wanted to jump out of plane. I'm like, I'm not telling you to go jump out of plane. But if that's what you want to do, go jump out that do plane. Do you. Yes. Do you. Yes. Do you. Um, so, you know, and so. Do the things because life is already hard mm -hmm. and a cancer diagnosis oh, makes it harder. Yeah. But do the things that are going to give you the thrills that are going to make you. Take your mind off of what right. is inevitable right now. And right. your treatment is inevitable, but it doesn't have to be what you eat, drink, sleep, no. and eat all day long. No. And you don't have to talk about it every day. No. We can do other things. Paint your nails. Mm -hmm. um, I, I don't know if you've ever seen a Lifetime movie where um, when the lady was getting a mastectomy, she wore a red lipstick. That red lipstick. Thing yes, is it's crazy. oh my goodness. Do you know how many people call me? I ain't red lipstick. I know that real red. I'm like, I didn't even know there was a real no. red, but okay. So no. red lipstick. I'm just afraid. I mean, it's just like I don't. I'm not comfortable with red lipstick. <laughs> <laughs> Neither am I. So, um, you know, so that's what I tell people. What is this something different? Some people get into soap making. There's some people who um, Jennifer Wilson started baking cupcakes and made this big business off of cupcake it's making. It's right. It's therapy. So what it, you do is that is going to heal you. Mm -hmm. 
And because if you don't take care of yourself, you're not going to be around and take care of everybody else. No, so we have to take care of yourself. ourselves yeah. first. You're going to miss out on what you really are and who you really are if you just let it go. And we're changing how women, especially black women, think because we've always been taught that we need to take care of everyone else and put ourselves on the back burner. And now we're changing that to say, take care of you first. Make sure you are okay. And then you can take care of everyone else. And if you can't say that, and it's okay to step back. It's okay to protect your mental health. It's okay to protect your inner peace. And sometimes it'll be like, that's your brother. You should do that for him. That's your father. No, if if it is costing you your peace, Mm -hmm. step back Mm -hmm. and take care of you. My whole thing in on a note, the people around me, they need to thank God for blessing me because I'm blessing you right. because of the blessing in me. So you need to thank God that he blessed me because that's the only way I'm blessing you. So all the way around, we are a blessing. And to, to, the, to the community. Yes. Yeah. And that's why, Anidra, I really want to thank you because you have been a blessing today. Thank you. And thank, thank you. you for bringing all this You're here. welcome. <laughs> <laughs> so Anidra has given us a lot of information a lot of contact information and feel free. And we really advise that you go onto her website, mm-hmm. contact the Black Women for Wellness. Yes. And the res- the resources are there, but we thank you. I thank you so much for taking the you time out welcome. and bringing the resource here. Yes, and, and just go to the website. And we have so much information on the website, mm-hmm. so don't let it overwhelm you. Right, right, right. Do it in bits and pieces. Look and for if what you, works for you. Right. And, mm-hmm. and, and email or call, it, call the office if mm-hmm. you need something. And if I can't answer it, someone at the office can. Well, we really appreciate you. I thank you so You're much welcome. for your time. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Make sure to follow and rate this show wherever you get your podcast. This podcast is produced by Rainbow Creative with executive producer Matthew Jones, producers Stephen Selnick and editors and mixers Rob Johnson and Stefano Montelli. See you on the next one.